Macaulay. Um, the Chess TV. Is there any way you can sort of give me the numbers of any of those sisters? <laughs> <laughs> This is Hikaru Nakamura, and you're listening to The Fool English Breakfast with Lawrence Trent and Stephen Gordon. This is episode number seven of The Fool English Breakfast. Lucky number seven, our Tata Steel Chess show for 2011. We've got loads of audio clips to get to, but first, let me welcome International Master Lawrence Trent and Grandmaster Stephen Gordon. Fellas. Good afternoon. Evening. Where are we? We're always evening. <laughs> we are evening. Trent, I hate to break it to you. I thought long and hard about this, but as your producer, I decided it would be unwise to give you the phone numbers of the Chess TV sisters. Really? I'm sorry, but we will be speaking later with the leader of their crew. Her name is Adriana, and she's going to help us out tonight. The big story, of course, is the stunning victory by Hikaru Nakamura in Vikanze, finishing plus five ahead of world champion Anand, world number one Magnus Carlsen, and Levin Aronian. The internets are abuzz. People are trying to fill in this blank. Nakamura's win this month is the greatest win by a player from the US of A since blank. Well, it's got to be since either Seriwan or Fisher or Kamsky. Those are my yeah, I mean, what about Kamsky winning the World Cup thing? I mean, that is a bit of an achievement, isn't it? I mean, OK, Nakamura's won one of these closed tournaments, which is fantastic. I think he's really shown some consistency and a real fight this time round. But to say that it's one of the greatest performances, it's, you know, he still needs to win one or two more before we're, we're saying it's a bigger performance and especially Kamsky's win at the World Cup. Hikaru has been waiting for this moment to say, look, I deserve my place, not only in the top 10, but potentially the top five. And I've got the talent to do it and I will get there. He really does have a hunger to do it. So in many ways, the result doesn't surprise me. I mean, he was already 2750. Let's not forget that. He wasn't a 2670 guy who's, you know, a Bolligan Dortmund 2003 type. He was already up there. The greatest thing about the victory is that he's actually done it in the most star-studded field possible. And uh, from what I understand, and rightly so, he's over the moon. Well, let's hear from the Tata champion himself. Uh, this was Nakamura on his way from the hotel back to the playing venue uh, for the winner's press conference. First, in any super tournament is really great, but considering how many near-close calls I've had, both in the Town Memorial and London, it's just it's something of, um, I would say, vindication for me after missing those opportunities. So overall, I'm very, very happy, and I'm just going to try and enjoy the moment, trying to enjoy myself and not, not really just lose my head, which... I, I probably could if I wanted to right now, because you, you never know if I'll win another one of these or not. Well, Anand had some very complimentary things to say um, when he finally came out. I think one of them was that after his own start of plus three, he was really feeling good and, and thinking that plus four would be enough to win. Yeah, I mean, coming into the tournament, my goal was to finish plus four. That was my original goal, and I assumed that would be enough to win the tournament. So I got the brace when I needed to, and and when I had to capitalize, I mean, I, I really did. When I had to beat Smeets, 
Uh, I, I, ha I had to beat Napomniachi, really. If I don't win either of those two games, I'm, I'm probably either tied for first or in second place. So that's, I mean, the product, I guess, of uh, keeping everything under control, which I think I did. Right. <laughs> now, it was funny, at, at that moment there, we actually just passed Anand, who offered a little congratulatory air handshake as he walked back to his hotel. Fantastic. Uh, winning this tournament ahead of him, especially since he's the uh, reigning world champion, is just, it's, it's really special. And I know there are a lot of people who are very happy and a lot of people who are probably very unhappy that I won this tournament. But no matter what happens from here on, you know, I'll, I'll always have my name um, etched, you know, in, in the record books for winning this tournament this year. So it's, it's a really great feeling. And, uh, and it's just everything seemed to work out this time around. Well, I mean, you know, congratulations to him. It, it, it's obviously a superb result. It, if I were him, he said most people would lose it and, and go out and celebrate. I would be doing exactly that. Um, he's very reserved. I mean, that's what makes him a real threat because he's not doing that. He's, he's going to stay focused and prepared and he's going to try and win some more of these things. I think he's just showing like some some extra level of maturity you know he, he seems really relaxed and you know I've, I've been to one or two tournaments where Nakamura's been playing and if he loses a game he looks like he's chasing a bet from then on you know really fighting to win his next few and he, he just took it in his stride he had this disappointment against Carlson in the middle then he draws a very interesting game with Anand and then he's able to string these wins together like pressure pressure moments in the tournament and mm. he's just He's just able to put, you know, good move after good move in, take these guys down. Very mature, consistent performance. Don't think we've seen it from Nakamura for a while. And, you know, he's, he's come home with a big, big win. He did come very close to, uh, to winning the Tal Memorial or, or tying for first uh, if he had beaten Grishuk in the last round. You know, very good result there, still finishing second. I, I would say this pretty much puts the lie to the Nakamura critics who say, uh, yeah, he's just an online blitz player, he doesn't belong in the elite, and this kind of thing. Now, he's moving up to number six, actually, in the top ten after this result. Well, I mean, that's it. There, there probably are a lot of critics, and to be, to be honest with you, I, I never really considered Nakamura as a top ten guy, maybe before London. I mean, he, he impressed me in London, and, and now, you know, there's, there's no way I'd be saying Nakamura can't be a top 10 player. Played fantastically. Absolutely. Well, you can find the post-tournament press conference video with Nakamura, courtesy chessvibes.com, on our website, thefeb.com. Moving on to second place, of course, the world champion who uh, had a very good tournament, finishing in second, and Levin Aronian. Stephen, you had picked as as your favorite to win this event uh, in our last show. He was always he was always sort of challenging. I mean, there were a few too many draws in there for him to for him to come on with the victory. Mm. But I really like the way he handled Carlson and Anand. He just he just went in for his e four e five stuff. Um, went down to what looked like some critical main lines. He's just handling these guys, just saying, just saying, how are you going to beat me? How are you going to beat me if I just play my normal stuff and know it, know it really deeply? And it, it sets him up well for these candidate matches which are coming up. He's shown here that he's not losing games. He didn't, he didn't drop a point in any of these at Tata Steel. And you know he picks up the odd win here and there when people get too ambitious against him. So he's just going to be a really tough player to play against in match play. That 2800 ratings and 
is no lie. Well, Aronian said he wasn't happy with his play, which he characterized as sluggish, and yet he conceded that the result was pretty good despite that. He said, quote, I know what I have to change in order to play better, and I'll try to concentrate on that. So, Stephen, what does Aronian have to change, do you think, to have his 2800 rating translate into some super tournament victories this year? <laughs> well, if we knew that... He'd be right up there with a big price, wouldn't we, Lawrence? I, I can't imagine it being a very large thing. You don't get to 2,800 for being weak. But that being said, maybe there's a psychological thing he was talking about. Maybe there's a certain point in the game where he, he has to improve his decision-making process or something like that. I don't really know. You can't really improve that much on 2,810. I mean, let's face it, that's what he is. He's He's proved that he is well worth that rating, if not more. Um, if he fixes this problem, in inverted commas, with his play, then I'm scared to think that he's just going to become unbeatable because, yes, he had a lot of draws, but nobody could beat him, whereas I think everybody else, bar him and Anand, lost a game. He is by far the most solid, in my opinion, of the 2800 club. Maybe it's a case of winning a few more games with Black. I don't quite know. As soon as he sorts it out, though, he really is a force to be reckoned with. Um, so I'm excited to see exactly what he plans to fix. Unless, of course, Macaulay, you have the answer there and he, you're going to enlighten us. Well, no, but one of the things I always love about Levin is, is his sense of humor. He always seems laid back even when he's frustrated, mm. you know? I mean, he, he, he's calm and well-rounded. Um, well, I know also he's got a lot of other interests away from the chessboard. But, you know, when I ask him about, you know, how can you be so disappointed when you, you have to admit that uh, third place <laughs> is nothing to, to sneeze at? Exactly. And here's what he said. Uh, yeah, it kind of uh, makes you think that you have a huge potential. I'm, I mean, uh, in a way, you're fooling yourself. <laughs> Which is always nice. Yeah, always nice to be able to fool yourself. That's what I do every day, Macaulay. So don't get me wrong. Every time I log on, <laughs> I keep on thinking I'm going to see 2,500 next Monday. It doesn't work like that. No, but he's, to play averagely and get 8 out of 13 in a super tournament, it, it's scary to think what will happen if he starts winning a few more games. You can forget plus 5. You're looking at plus 6, plus 7. I mean, it's... It's going to get absurd. So I say watch this space. Well, I also got a chance to ask him about his second. Uh, we had put out a call on our, our Facebook page to the fans uh, to be able to ask their own questions. Uh, and one of them pointed out that he'd seen a lot of talk and a lot of coverage of Jan Smeitz's second, the German grandmaster Jan Gustafsson, who was getting a lot of press and has his own website, his own blog. Uh, but he wondered which of the other players were in Vikense with seconds. Aronian uh, was accompanied by his longtime girlfriend, the uh, Australian WIM, Ariane Caoli. Um, but he told me he was getting some preparation assistance in his openings from afar. My uh, friend of mine who works for me now, he's uh, in Yerevan. His name is Ashot Nadanyan. And I contact him and call him almost every day to ask him, you know, just uh, he's he's my second in this tournament, but he's not present here. He he consults me online. So Aronian mentioning working with the international master from Armenia, Ashot Nadanian. Have you ever heard of this guy, Nadanian? 
Yeah, he played tennis, didn't he, against uh, Federer? (laughs) I think you'll find that's now Bandy. Oh, really? That was me trying to be funny. That was me trying to be funny. Trying to throw a funny Um, in there, were you? uh, No, I never heard of the guy. I'm sure he's a very good player. Um, But one one thing is for sure, and it demonstrates it with Aronian and Nakamura, is that you don't need a super GM second. It's quite an interesting point. Seconds aren't just there to put in uh, five pages worth of analysis in Ribka and, and pray it works. So, you know, there's a lot of psychological support. They're good friends as well. That helps. And um, funnily enough, they can come up with interesting ideas. Sometimes if you're too strong, it can get in the way of actually looking at the bigger picture and working out what would actually be best to play against him rather than thinking, oh, we can go down this line for 27 moves, perhaps play this move. Whereas somebody who's probably not got that much knowledge about a certain line might just be able to give a better general direction. So that's quite an interesting point, actually. I wonder if they're all getting a little bit of assistance from, you know, people maybe maybe over the internet. I'd be quite surprised if Kramnik's... uh turning up there and he's, he's not speaking to one or two players about it over the internet I can tell you that uh, Hikaru was with uh, his second of now about three years uh, a master from the US named Chris Littlejohn who I've written about before in Chess Life uh, Anand also had his longtime second Peter Heinen Nielsen um, who tended to uh, stay at the hotel uh, camping out to do his research rather than coming over to the venue. And uh, Magnus, uh, not working with anyone since uh, he and Kasparov parted ways, but was uh, there part of the time with his father Henrik and then was joined by a, a friend uh, named Johannes from, uh, from Norway. Nepomniashi brought uh, Vladimir Potkin, who's also worked with Aronian in the past, uh, I think probably other players as well, and Anish Giri uh, has has worked for some time with uh, Vladimir Chuchilov, who is uh, also training many of the of the Dutch young players and and working with some other players uh, in Vikanze as well, like Tanya Sachdev, for instance, in the C group. From the A group, I think that's all who were actually present at the tournament. It does surprise me a little bit which players don't take seconds. Like Carlson, you'd ex- you'd expect him to take a second. You know, he does he does fantastically well to do all this on his own. I know he's just he's such a talented player, but just seems like a necessity. If, if Anand's got Nielsen working all hours to you know get in good positions against everyone, and and Carlson's not got someone there who can put an hour or two into. Check if an idea's correct or not. It just it seems like he's he's sort of slightly behind already as soon as they get to the board. Of course, we've got to bear in mind nowadays that actually we can have five seconds on our computers and they're all stronger than all of the players playing. Uh, you can have the Ribka, the Hyarks and the Fritz and all of the rest of them sitting there waiting for you. So I think the concept of a second was far more viable back in the day before computers and, and technology. I really do believe yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's it's true what you're saying. You know, you, you need someone there that you get on with. It's not just going to be like chess all around the clock that, you know, the, the player in the second talk about. You want to have a good laugh. You know, I've met Magnus's friend, Johannes, before, and he's a lovely guy, you know, and I expect that they can, you know, just have a good laugh together. Magnus actually brought his Nintendo Wii to the tournament, and after a long day at the office, they would apparently relax over games of Mario Kart. Oh, wow. Do you know what? That's the only thing I know I'd beat Carlson at Mario Kart. I was playing it religiously for years at university, so it's the only thing. On the the Wii? On the Wii? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. On the way. Hey, I'm going to challenge you at some point. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I know how to do it. You know, I know all the shortcuts. I know the boosts. I even know how to get out of. You know, when they put the uh, the pow when you get when you get on the pow. I know how <laughs> oh, to I get out that. of that. Yeah. Nah, I know that. You, so you they play on the way with Johannes, who's a fan of the show and who Magnus told me goes by the moniker Funky Kong, which is the brother of Donkey Kong. Yeah, really? Funky Kong. He's a big character. I go for Funky Kong. With the Wario bike, oh, or yeah. with Twinkle Star bike, you know it's um, it's a moot point which one you can get better control out of. But I tend wow. to go with a Wario bike. Wow, I can't wait for this. Is there any way, Macaulay, next Super Tournament we can organise a a freeway Wii session? Uh, <laughs> Stephen and Carlson. I don't know. This little Wii orgy starts to sound a little suspicious. Wii as in nintendo we not as in small or as in the other we that we know okay i understand well anyway thanks very much to all the listeners for the questions and the feedback uh i'll give you one more that i uh, put to levin aronian from our facebook page about life as a super gm one of the other questions that we got actually was from a listener named sandy who was wondering what the life of an international player um, does to you know family and and relationship connections and even further, you don't have any children yet, but if, if you eventually and sometime in the future do, would you encourage them to follow in your footsteps? You know, it's, it's not an easy life because uh, you're always far from uh, your beloved ones and your family, so you, you have to concentrate on the game. I'm happy that uh, people around me who I value, they are understanding. About the other question, well, I sure would like my children to know how to play chess. I, I, I'm not sure if they should be professionals, but knowing to play chess is always good. I think. It's good for the character and uh, determination. Okay, a quick uh, program note. We're very grateful to all of you who have donated to the show to help us keep it going. Last show, we gave away a uh, signed polo shirt by uh, Vladimir Kramnik from Bilbao. And this time, we've got a new prize. For anybody who donates to the show between now and our next episode, uh, you'll be entered into a random drawing for a program from the Tata Steel Chess Tournament autographed by all the winners of the A, B, and C groups. That's Nakamura, McShane, Navara, and Vocaturo in the C group. Uh, that's a really nice prize, that is. That will become very sentimental as well one day. So all of you guys who are enjoying the show out there, we would love you to donate, and it's a fantastic prize. So anything, any any small change would be hugely appreciated. You can find that donate button on our website, thefeb.com, where you can also subscribe to the podcast. Meanwhile, we have extended versions of some of the interviews you hear on this show, as well as a few bonus clips on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash thefeb. And while you're there, if you like the show, by all means, click that big like button. This was part one of our Tata Steel show, but don't miss part two when we talk to Anish Giri and in the B group, Wesley So, Luke McShane, and David Navarra. Plus, Trent finally gets to phone Adriana in Stockholm. Awkward! <laughs>